Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Great Lakes Vegetable Producers Network. You may have heard our weekly episodes during the growing season, which focused on in-season vegetable production issues. This episode is a special one. We're going to focus today on a new direct payment program for growers from USDA called the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program Number 2, or CFAP2 for short. We wanted you, our listeners, to be aware of this program so you can decide if it would profit your farm to apply. My name is Ben Whirling of Michigan State University, and I'll be one of your hosts today. My co-host is Florencia Colella, a farm management educator, also with MSU. Florencia, could you introduce our guest and get us started? Yes, thank you, Ben. Today, our guest will be Benita Mikoff from the Farm Service Agency office in Scottville, Michigan. Benita, thank you for being with us today. Um, what is CFAP2 and how is it different from CFAP1? Well, hello, everyone. Um, thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, CFAP2, or like Ben said, the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. Uh, It is a financial program for farmers and ranchers who operate and have been directly impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Um, This would be farmers who continue to face market disruptions and associated costs because of COVID-19. It is different than CFAP1, which targeted specific crops for the first quarter of 2020. CFAP2 has expanded the crop selection that are eligible and also changed how some of the payment rates are calculated. Thank you. Um, You mentioned that um, CFAP1 targeted specific crops and this might be a bit different. So just what what fruits and vegetables are eligible for CFAP2? Well, that would be hard to list because there are more than 230 fruits and vegetables and horticulture and tree nut commodities that are now eligible for CFAP2. So you can look at carrots, potatoes, cucumbers, you know, all your apples, cherries, pears, everything basically that's grown for human consumption. Uh, Farmers, if they have any specific questions, there is a website that they can go to. Uh, They can visit farmers.gov forward slash CFAP, which is C-F-A-P slash specialty. And there it will list all the 230 eligible fruits and vegetables or specialty crops. Got it. Sounds like a lot of different fruits and vegetables are eligible. That's, that's excellent yeah. news. So, Benita, how are these payments for specialty crops calculated at, on CFAP2? Payments for fruits and vegetables are based on the producer's 2019 sales of the eligible commodities. And they do it in a declining block format um, with different payment factors. And it's what we do is we take their 2019 sales and multiply it by a payment rate. For example, their first $50,000 in sales will be paid at 10.6%. And then there's a graduated rate up to 8.8% of their sales. Um, One thing I want to point out that eligible sales only include raw commodities grown by the producer. So that would be the whole vegetable or the whole fruit. Uh, The portion of sales derived from adding value to the commodity 
such as processing and from sales of products purchased for resale is not included in the payment calculation. We'll get some questions on that. So let's say we have an asparagus grower and he pickles asparagus and sells it in jars. The pickled asparagus is not eligible, but the whole asparagus is. Um, and so also if they purchased asparagus from another producer to sell, that's not eligible. So it has to be product that they grew and is in the raw form. Um, and if they want to be able to calculate what their payment would be, it is actually pretty simple. On the website, it does have the different levels, but I'll just give you an example. Um, if a producer's sales for 2019 was $75,000, the first one to $49,999 is paid at 10.6%. And then the remaining $25,000 is paid at 9.9% sales. So if you do the multiplication, it ends up being his payment from Farm Service Agency would be $7,775. So farmers can pretty easily calculate what their payment from us will be based on their 2019 sales. Thank you, Benita. And can I add another question? Sure. So uh, for CFAP1, I remember the web page, which I agree is very helpful. I've been there. Um, it used to have a calculator that you could download to your computer. It was an Excel file. And so, so you could enter your information and you could get exactly how much uh, your payment would have been uh, or would be. Do we have something like that for CFAP2? Yes, there is the calculator on that web page. Yep. And actually, you can even apply online if you ac access to some of your records. You could print off the form and then send that form on to your local FSA office too. And so if the farmer sells to a processor, that would count for him, right? It does. Yes. Yep. Okay. Thank you. So what are the key records that growers will need to fill out an application for this program? Okay, so what, like I said, we will need their 2019 calendar year sales. Um, so these would be anything, their raw commodities. There's been some confusion as to if it's crop year 19 versus calendar year sales 19, and it is actually what is sold in calendar year 2019. So they can go to their invoices that they've received or any of their sales records. Um, sometimes we'll suggest they'll go to their tax records. Um, for example, if they file the Schedule F, there'll be a line on there that says total sales from products. And that might be a starting point, but then you kind of have to work backwards. There might be items in there that aren't eligible. Uh, for example, if he has cattle, um, we don't want to know the sales he received on his cattle only on the fruits and vegetables. Thank you very much, Florencia and Benita. Um, so, Benita, where can growers um, go to if they want help um, making an application for the program? Yeah, we're always available at our USDA offices so they can call their local farm service agency. We also have a really helpful website that they can go to and they can do that at any time and there's lots of information that they can read and that is farmers.gov forward slash CFAP, C-F-A-P. And on that main page, you can scroll down and there'll be a box that says specialty crops. And that would include all your fruits and vegetables. You click on that tab and that will talk about how to apply for CFAP for specialty crops. 
Um, there's also information if they have cattle or corn or a variety of other products that are eligible. Okay, great, Benita. So it sounds like that growers can reach out to their local FSA office, um, perhaps after taking a quick look at that website to get a sense for the program and, and what's needed for an application. Um, so when is the application deadline? When do growers need to get their applications in by? They need to get their application to us by December 11th. So we do have a couple months yet. Um, but that is the deadline that does come up fast. I know especially this time of year can be very busy for producers. So they do have two months to do it. Got it. And Benita, I wanted to um, ask one last question. Um, how will the payments come once, they, um, once they've been calculated? Um, how will they arrive to growers? All our payments are done by direct deposit. And so what happens is we do the application here at the office, we make the approval, and then we send the payment on. And then in a couple of days, it shows up in their bank account. So um, there are some forms. One thing I might want to mention that if you haven't been into your local FSA office recently, we will probably need to update your eligibility forms too. So we might ask some questions on how your farm is organized, if it's an entity or if you're an individual. Um, so there, it's not simple if you're new to the agency, but we'll walk you right through it. We'll help you through the process and, and the questions are pretty easy to answer. So, Excellent. Um, Benita, I, I wanted to ask you one last question. Um, you had talked a little bit about what a contract grower is, what that means, um, and what that means for eligibility in specific. Could you just share briefly a little bit of information about that? Yes. Um, I actually, you might want to edit this part out a little bit. I'm looking through my notes for the exact wording. <laughs> I thought no I typed problem. it in here exactly. Okay. Um, as far as contract growers and whether or not they're eligible, um, if a producer or grower has both ownership and risk of production loss in the commodity, they are eligible for CFAP2. So they have to own the product and be at risk for production loss, then they can enroll in CFAP2. So most fruits and vegetable growers do, in a sense, own the vegetable in the field, and then they have some risk of price or disaster, then they are eligible. So, so that sounds like if you are growing vegetables um, on a con for a contracted price for a processor, but you don't get paid unless the product is delivered, then you would still qualify. Is that correct? Yes. And as long as they own the crop too, they have to have ownership and risk. Excellent. Thank you very much, Benita. Yes. So Florencia, before we go, I, I know that MSU and the farm management team has um, developed some general coronavirus resources for growers. Where can growers go if they would like to find those? They should go to Michigan State University Extension's Farm Business Management website. We have a lot of different articles about CFAP and other uh, coronavirus response programs there, or give us a call. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Benita, for um, your time with us today. Um, it's truly been a pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Um, and 
your, your knowledge is just evidence that if growers um, want to learn more about this program, the, their local FSA office is a great resource. So thanks again, Benita. And I hope that you have a good day. And um, I hope our listeners have a good um, end to their harvest season. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having me.